What's up, ACC Wrestling fans? Welcome back to episode number 20 of the Matt Geeks Podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Hughley, as always. And man, we are bringing you a fun one for this special 20th episode. 20. All right, we've done 20. This is awesome. Um, but we actually got to sit down today with one of the best dudes in the ACC. He's a two-time All-American, a one-time ACC champion, uh, and you know one of the baddest dudes in the country by far. He's ranked number two preseason at 149 pounds, Mr. Austin O'Connor from UNC. Uh, great time talking, talking to Austin and asking a little about his cornrows and the pictures lately and uh, uh, looking forward to, to seeing who he wrestles in the upcoming Tar Heel Wrestling Club match. Um, he was originally slated to wrestle Anthony Ashnall, but uh, Ashnall had some conflicts going on, so he had to, to switch up the, the person he's going to be wrestling against. We don't know who it is yet, and part of me is super excited that we don't know because uh, waiting to know is half the fun. But whoever we get is going to be a super fun match. He's looking forward to it. Um, he, he's had a great career, man. I mean, he was a four-time state champion in Illinois, moved on to UNC, uh, he's two for two in All-American honors thus far. I uh, got third as a freshman. And then last year was the two seed. And he was my pick to win the national title last year. So um, could easily have been talking to a national champ if COVID hadn't hit. But um, I have no doubt that he will end up winning a national title at some point in his career. Uh, just a great dude to talk to. Had a good time. But before we jump into that episode, make sure you guys are following us on social media everywhere. We are on Instagram, Twitter, we have a Facebook page. Um, make sure you're following us on Rockfin because that's where everything comes out. Right? All our social media is going to put out our stuff. Um, you can follow us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you, you find podcasts. Um, but we also have a lot of articles and rankings and other stuff that we do um, that is all in Rockfin. If you don't know about Rockfin, it's huge. It's blowing up. It's big for the wrestling world. Everything that I put on Rockfin thus far is free. Uh, so when you go to Rockfin, you just have to sign up and make an account. It's free. They're not going to track you down or anything crazy. Um, just make an account and then follow Mac Geeks, uh, and you'll get con you'll get uh, access to all of our articles and ACC rankings and everything good that's going on. So uh, make sure you guys follow us everywhere. And also uh, make sure if you're listening to and if you enjoy it, then let us know. Apple Podcasts, give us a rate and review. Um, and if you don't like it, then just pretend like it never happened in the words of Pat McAfee. So with that, I will go ahead and get you guys on to Mr. Austin O'Connor for this 20th episode of the Mac Geeks podcast. Seeing, you know, kind of following along on, on Instagram and everything. I think Joe over there does a really good job putting pictures up of you guys practicing and all that. Um, I got to ask, I asked Clay the same thing. So I saw the picture with the cornrows. Did they make you like more aerodynamic or like what was the deal behind that? Um, so I've been kind of growing out my hair and been getting kind of wild during practice, hanging in front of my face and stuff. So, I mean, cornrows just kind of keep it back a little bit. And, you know, I kind of like the look. So I didn't mind that. Yeah. That's something we're going to see in competition or are we going to cut it off before then? What are you thinking? Uh, no, I'll probably – me and Clay were talking about it. We were thinking about doing like maybe a different cornrow design, like every meet, but it might just have to be like home duels or something like that. But I'm definitely planning on doing cornrows. There you go. That's cool, man. It's uh, going to catch on depending on, I mean, I guess we won't have crowds, but I was going to say, you're going to have some kids out in the crowd doing cornrows after a couple of weeks. <laughs> That'd be awesome. That would be cool, man. Um, but 
Yeah. So, you know, other news, you know, kind of recently out there, you know, we got the, uh, the Tar Heel Wrestling Club putting on an event soon in Chapel Hill. It's going to be awesome. Um, the, the first match that was announced, right, was Juve National. I know since then, obviously, um, some conflicts have happened and he's no, no longer in there. Um, but, you know, what can you say about it so far? You know, are you looking forward to competing? Do you have any idea kind of when you'll find a, a new opponent? Yeah, I was a little upset that uh, Ashnault wasn't able to do it. Uh, freshman year, uh, wrestling in the NCAs, he was like the one kid that I didn't get to wrestle that I wanted to get the chance to wrestle. He uh, ended up winning my bracket, and we just never had the opportunity to face. So I kind of would have liked to see how that matchup went. I feel like I had a good style for him. But <clears throat> hopefully down the road I'll get to wrestle him. Um, I don't know, though. I'm, I'm – I'm pretty excited for it. I haven't been on the mat since uh, last time we competed for the ACC championship. So it's been a few months and kind of excited to just get back out there, uh, wrestle some tough competition, maybe take out some of these guys. Yeah, for sure. I mean, <clears throat> no doubt, you know, whoever it ends up being is going to be, you know, probably a big name and it's going to be a fun match. It's going to be fun for us just watching. Um, I know it's going to be fun for you, obviously. Yeah. Uh, you know, with these, these pro cards coming out, because, you know, obviously you guys are kind of riding this wave of this new thing of, of these events, which, I mean, from a wrestling perspective, if there's anything good we can take out of COVID, it's got to be this, right? Yeah. These are these are awesome. They're so much fun to watch. they got to be fun to compete in for you guys. Uh, you know, what's your perspective on all these pro cards going on and, and what are they doing for the sport? Yeah, I think they're really good for the sport. Um I mean, all these cards are putting uh, the best wrestlers against the best wrestlers in the country. And, uh, I mean, we've already seen a lot of great matchups. Like, I don't know if we would have ever been able to see Zahid and Burroughs wrestle, but they got the opportunity to wrestle. And I think everyone enjoyed watching it, um, either whether who they're picking or not. Uh, it was still a great match. Uh, I mean, I'm excited to just be on one and be able to compete again. Uh, it's a little rough not or that I haven't been able to compete for an NCAA title. Hopefully we have a season this year, but uh, at least I'm back out there on the mat and we're getting to see some wrestling again. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I'm looking forward to this, this event a whole lot. I mean, I was looking forward to your match. Obviously not going to happen, but whatever ends up getting – whatever whoever replaces him, it's going to be awesome. Um, yeah. Definitely looking forward to seeing uh, Sebastian Rivera and, and Zach <laughs> wrestle. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. You know, Macy, Macy's going to go out there and beat up on somebody else. Uh, so it's, yeah, she just had a great U23 tournament and junior tournament. So, I mean, always looking forward to watching her compete. She's pretty dominant. She's unreal. I mean, I've just kind of, fortunately, this COVID situation has kind of made me get more into the women's side and, and watching yeah. women more. And I got to say, easily my favorite women's wrestler. I mean, she's just, she's fun to watch. Um <coughs> Man, it's, it's going to be a really fun uh, run at the Olympic team at the 62 kilograms spot for her. But yeah. um, I'm actually uh, – I'm here to talk to you, obviously. Got you on here. So let's get into your career a little bit. And uh, just, you know, I start off the same place with everybody, right? How did you get introduced to wrestling and, and kind of what was that process like? Um, so the beginning of my career uh, – uh, my dad never really wrestled. He kind of wrestled like a year in high school. So like he didn't really have any interest of putting us in wrestling. 
but uh I don't know we kind of went to like this car dealership and this uh guy ran like the local club team by our uh in our town and like I live like right across the street from our local high school and that's where they held like team practices and they're trying to get more people involved in the sport of wrestling so he asked us to stop by one practice and I was only like four years old at the time but my brother was about seven eight years old and uh they kind of convinced him to bring my brother to practice and kind of got him involved and then I've always just had high energy as a kid and was always running around so I'd always go with the the practices and stuff and they always just seen me running around and trying to keep up with the team and everything so they wanted me on the mat as well just to kind of get me interested in it and then uh one of the other coaches kind of had a little guy for me and we were both like maybe 40 pounds at the time and uh they ended up just like letting us wrestle each other and that's pretty much how I got into it man that's awesome yeah you got in got in young that's that's yeah. something I wish I would have been able to do I, I didn't get it until seventh grade and that's still mm-hmm. decently young but I, I wish I would have done it my whole life because yeah um you know like you're saying like we when I was in high school we the coach had kids that would run around the wrestling room and like always used to envy those little kids yeah. uh but yeah man so like obviously you're able to get into it young um you, you grew up in illinois and, and had a very successful career at, at what point did you realize like not only do i like this but i'm actually pretty good at this um kind of right away so when i started when i was four years old i didn't really have a lot of competition but uh I ended up winning like the Bantam State that year when I was four and then I stuck with it. I won it again when I was five and then I think I lost when I was six and seven and then I won Bantam and Midget State when I was eight. So just right off the bat like I was winning all these tournaments and I was doing pretty good. So I mean I just liked winning and competing so I just stuck with it at a young age and kind of just got better as the years went on and just always have stuck with it. <clears throat> yeah. Well, I, I mean, how, you know, everybody hears about, you know, Pennsylvania, Iowa, Ohio, all those states, right? Illinois is also a very big wrestling state. Um, but how, you know, how into it are people over there when you're growing up? I know that, you know, I'm, I'm from Georgia. So growing up, everybody's a football fan and they're like super into football. It's like a religion, yeah. right? How is wrestling growing up in Illinois? Uh, it's pretty cool. We have a pretty big fan base pretty much anywhere you go. Um, I mean, state tournaments are always probably like the biggest tournaments of the year. And I mean, we always get a big crowd at the IHSA state tournament. Um, we pretty much almost fill like the whole state farm center or whatever. And uh, I don't know, just the wrestling community out there is a lot different than like a lot of states, like a lot of Southern states, it's just not really there yet. Everyone's like competing, trying to win. And it's just kind of like a lifestyle not just like a hobby. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah. Like I said, I grew up in Georgia and it was, it kind of evolved like right after I left from, you know, kind of small to like, it's, I mean, it's up there now. Um, I mean, you guys got a lot of Georgia guys on the team. Yeah. Um, we just got a few more too. So studs, man, uh, you know, McCrary and all those guys coming in they're good. Mm-hmm. Um, but in your career in Illinois, right, you, you had obviously a tremendous career. You were a four-time state champion, uh, career record of 181 and four. Uh, mm-hmm. First thing I got to ask, I hate asking about losses, but do you remember those losses since they're so 
there's so few of them. Yeah. Yeah. I remember all my losses pretty well. Um, I lost all of them by one point. I lost first match, probably like third, no, second match of my career. I lost to Jay Renteria. And then we didn't wrestle again until the state finals and ended up getting that one back. Um, and then I lost two more times that year. I lost to Rudy Yates, who was a returning state champ. I wrestled, I was 106 and he went 113 that year. I bumped up to wrestle him at his duel. I was going after him and thought I could give him his first loss and ended up losing by a point. So that one kind of hurt a little bit. Knowing I couldn't, I wasn't probably going to get to wrestle him again. And then uh, the next match I lost was to Anthony Bosco, who ended up coming to UNC. But uh, yeah, he was a Marmion kid and I ended up losing to him by a point. Um, got me in a few takedowns and came after him, got a few stalling calls, ended up losing by one. And then wrestled Dylan Duncan my sophomore year. And it was a pretty back and forth match. And then also ended up losing that one by one. So yeah, all four of my I, mean, losses. I mean, I hate asking about your losses, right? But like when you have 185 <laughs> matches and you only have four losses, you, you, it's just wondering, like, do you remember those? Um, yeah, man. I kind of remember the losses better than I do any of the wins. That's crazy. Uh, yeah. And I, I was going to ask too, you know, that transition, I mean, obviously for you, it seems like it was pretty seamless because you were having so much success before. Right. Um, but I feel like a lot of people talk about that transition from, you know, eighth grade to varsity in high school being probably one of the biggest transitions in our sport, you know, as far as, you know, the, I guess the strength of guys you're going against, maybe a mental aspect to it. Um, how did, how did you make that transition so seamlessly? Um, just kind of growing up and like knowing wrestling, I kind of knew what I needed to get done in high school and, uh, just always like gave myself the best opportunity to win a state title. And I felt like I was going to win a state title at 106. So kind of made the sacrifice that year of, uh, staying strict on my diet and, uh, making the weight. That was probably the toughest part for me. But once I made the weight, I was pretty confident that I was going to win a state title. Um, I mean, I had the ability to, I just had to do it. <clears throat> I think the other thing you said a minute ago that I wanted to ask about was the, like the mindset you had, because you talked about with your losses, you know, bumping up to wrestle the returning state champ or, or you know, whenever he won a state title. I, I mean, I, I'm a high school wrestling coach, so I know that that's got to be the coolest thing in the world, right? Usually I have guys where I'm like, hey, man, you want to like, you want to bump up and wrestle this kid? He's good. Or like, you know, I, you want to test yourself? Do you want to do this? And I'm like kind of the one on the other end, like, you know, do you want to do this? It might be good for you. Like how, I mean, even as a freshman going to your coach or, or however it happened and saying, hey, I want to bump up and wrestle this guy. Like what went into that? I'm kind of from an early age too, like I said. Um, I mean, I kind of grew up and, I'd say around when I was like six, seven years old around that time, like I, it was hard for me to find guys my weight and I would always have to like bump up because there was these two older kids that were my weight and I just kind of always got beat up growing up around that weight when I was bumping up wrestling these guys. I wrestled uh, Chris Williams who ended up going to Nebraska and Brian Rossi who was at, at uh, Stanford and uh, 
those guys just always tore me up when I was little and I just kind of every time I would lose I would just learned from those mistakes and I figured out that's like what made me a better wrestler and I just kind of brought that with me and the better competition I have uh, the better I'm going to get so I mean those matches didn't mean a whole lot we're in a team dual mean I was doing what's best for my team um, I would take those matches every time just to see where I'm at and what I could do yeah for sure I mean I, just, I know from a coaching perspective, I'm, I've been coaching for five or six years now, and I've only ever had one kid ask to bump up to wrestle somebody. Um, mm-hmm. And it was just, this is the coolest situation ever. Like, hell yeah, let's do it. Let's go. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you know, I, I mentioned before, right? Not only did you want to say titles as a freshman, you ended up winning four, right? You went four for four in high school. What's that feeling like standing on the stage as a senior after winning that fourth state title? Yeah, it felt great. Um, I don't know which state title I liked the best, but I'd say definitely my freshman year, just winning it for the first time, I felt like I had like a huge accomplishment. But then my senior year after winning it and just knowing like I was finally done with high school, ready to move on to the next level. Uh, I also just felt like I had like a great accomplishment winning it four years in a row. Um, yeah, there's almost no better feeling than being on the podium as a freshman in college taking third. Yeah. Oh, I bet. Um, but, I mean, did you do – like, were there any celebrations or anything? Was it just, like, the simple four fingers or, like, anything going to, to that celebration after you won four? No, nah, I never really celebrated too much. Um, I don't know. I just kind of, like, a little bit out of respect for my opponents and plus, like – I just, I don't know, I, I felt like I was expected to be there and, like, felt like that's what I should be doing. Kind of started celebrating a little bit more as a freshman in college. Just those just those big victories towards the end of the year against guys I lost to before just, like, felt great. And I just, I don't know, just needed to kind of celebrate a little bit. Yeah. I'm definitely going to ask you all about that, uh, that placement uh, freshman year. You just blew right out of the gates in college, man. But, um, you know, after you, you win that fourth state title, right, you're, you're done with high school, talking about moving on to the next level. Um, I don't know when you actually committed to UNC, uh, but throughout high school, you were a top recruit, right? I think you were the number seven overall recruit by Flo, um, number two guy at 52. What were all the places that you were considering? And, you know, was it always UNC or were you ever leaning another way? No, I wasn't really considering UNC too much. Um, especially not to like Coleman and them got here, but, uh, yeah, I was really looking at Missouri. I kind of went in, that was probably my first unofficial visit. I went out there and, uh, I kind of knew guys growing up like Jaden Ironman, who I was like pretty close to, uh, close to his dad, Mike Ironman. And the coaching staff seemed pretty nice. Our facilities are great. Um, then uh, I was also looking at U of I. I had great training partners there, such as uh, uh, Isaiah Martinez and a few other guys. Plus, it's close to home, a bunch of people to get to watch me wrestle. All my coaches were alumni from U of I. And I don't know, just kind of after, like, talking to Tony and Coleman and Bryce Hassman, Neil Erzman, and also visiting the team, and talking to those guys, it just felt like the best fit for me. Um, I knew this team could be like 
uh, one of like the rising teams in the NCAA. And I knew coming here that like, I could be like the one to kind of like start changing this program and take us to where it could be. I mean, we already had a great coaching staff with a variety of different styles. So just felt comfortable, thought it was the right fit for me. And everything else was great too, like the weather, the campus. And so it was just the best fit. Oh yeah. No, it's nice around here, man. I, I live in Chapel Hill. So <clears throat> right down the road, um, yeah. or not down the road, like on the road, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I actually got to talk to, to Zach and Clay both as well. Um, I think you guys were all the same recruiting class, right? Mm-hmm. Same or the same. Um, did you guys, you know, all of you have mentioned that, kind of like coming in, like building something, right? Because yeah. um, all of you really, like, believed in the coaching staff and wanted to come and, like, start something new and not necessarily just jump on with, you know, the, the contender or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Did you guys ever, like, meet and, like, maybe not meet, but, like, talk about that? Uh, not really. I mean, I kind of talked about it with the coaches a little bit. Um, I knew that we were going to get some good recruits. I was talking to Jamie Hernandez at the time. He was another Illinois kid. So we were talking about it like here and there, both considering coming here. And, uh, I mean, I knew like the other kids in the recruiting class were pretty good. And I thought with the coaching staff we had that they could take us all to the next level and get us to where we need to be. So, I thought we'd have a great opportunity of doing it. Yeah. And was that like the ultimate deciding factor, you know, the coaching staff and, and just wanting to be a part of something new? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Heck yeah, man. Uh, I mean, I'm, <laughs> speaking of coaching staff, like one of the most ridiculously put together coaching staffs in college wrestling. I, I mean, and I thought that before Jamil Kelly, you know, a couple of weeks ago. So you guys, mm-hmm. You know, Coleman, Ramos, Jordan Oliver coming in, um, Gary Wayne Harding. You have Kenny Monday running the, the, the club. I, I mean, and then you had Jamil Kelly, who, you know, by the way, is a silver medalist in the Olympics. Like, yeah, that's got to be incredible. I mean, can you tell us a little bit about getting coached by that, that level of guys? Yeah, just having them around all the time and just, like, knowing their mindsets and how they used to train uh, is pretty cool. Um, just getting to wrestle with them, having their feel, just they all have different like styles too. So like, like I said, coming in, like I knew they'd have like a different style. So like everyone could teach me something a little bit different that I thought I could put into my arsenal. Uh, I don't know, just like the combination I think really has helped me to kind of develop my own style, be hard nosed, but also have some of that technique background. And um, I think it's good for anybody on the team. So I think that's what's really been taking us to the next level is everyone gets something that they need and can work on. Yeah. And I mean, I think one of the, the cool things thinking about it too, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you know, most coaching staffs, if you look at them, they have like a big guy and a smaller guy, a middle guy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All those UNC coaches are right around the same. I mean, maybe except for, for Kenny, he's probably a little bit bigger than everybody else, but um, you know, I, I feel like they're probably all around the same weight, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. So you get to wrestle with all of them. Yeah. Luckily for me, everyone's around my weight. So I get a chance to wrestle with all of them. Haven't got to wrestle Jamil yet, but just from wrestling Coleman and Tony, I've had good partners all, all throughout college. Uh, 
but yeah, even though we don't have a big guy coach, I think those guys still get what they need to because, I mean, they could transition and just uh, teaching us how to work out and like train. I think they do a really good job of. Yeah, is there? So I mean, obviously they're all they're all incredibly they're all great. I mean, they all have accolades of their own. Um, is there one of them though that like just gets you every time that you just like you can't get? Uh, Coleman will give me some fits sometimes. Um, he's pretty slick and every once in a while, like I don't get hit in a lot of slick moves anymore. Like I have a pretty solid stand. So if someone takes me down, they're going to have to work for it. But here and there, Coleman will snag something and I'll feel like I just gave up the easiest takedown in my life. I'm like, come on, like that's coming on. But other than that, uh, I feel pretty comfortable wrestling them. Yeah, man. I mean, I, like I said, I've been coaching for like five or six years and I've kind of been by myself. And then this past year, uh, I have a new coach with me. He actually wrestled at Penn State back in like yeah. 2005, six, And I but finally got to wrestle somebody, uh, Dwight Driscoll. Yeah, I know Dwight. Uh, I wrestled with uh, Dante Valtteri. The, yeah. Son. Yeah. We're on a seventh grade wrestling team together. So I've known them for a long time. He was a coach on the team. Yeah, man. No, I, I coach over at, uh, at Carborough. Um, okay yeah yeah so right down the road but yeah I was finally you know like I said for years I was by myself and so I just kind of wrestled with the kids and then I got you know to get in there with him the other day and dude just like put me on skates like I had no idea yeah. which way was up it was bad yeah. um it's it's different wrestling kids for years and then you know getting a guy like that um but yeah man I mean when you're, you're in the program like you get there How's the culture and, and how's the culture changed since you've gotten there? Yeah. So since we got here, um, I feel like it was kind of a little different, just like there's a different coaching staff. So there's a different attitude with the guys. Um, all of like our class were on the same page, pretty much like we we're all coming here. Freshmen we were hungry to wrestle, uh, all wanted to like compete, all wanted to be under like the coaching staff of uh, the new coaches where the older guys I'd say about 80%, 90% wanted to like keep wrestling and be under the new coaches. But I mean, in the first years that they coached here, we probably had, I think they said like 13 guys quit. So, I mean, that was a little tough for the program to start out with. I'm coming here, but uh, as we grew as a team and as our class has been here, everyone's kind of got behind us and even like the older classes, um, just knew we were here and taking wrestling serious and they wanted to be a part of that too and they also started seeing like the mentality of the team was changing and that we had the opportunity to do something big so uh, I mean I feel like now compared to like when we first started the coaches were always on us still and kind of like pushing us but I feel like they were able to fall back a little bit give us a little more leeway, knowing we're college guys. We kind of like know what we need to do and we all wanted to get better. So they kind of backed off a little bit and kind of let us do our own thing a little and uh, just like competing with each other and uh, pushing each other, just kind of make each other better every day. Yeah, that's awesome. It's just kind of a, a, I guess, a culture shift from just kind of being there and wrestling and having fun to like, you know, more of like a job aspect of, you know, you're going in there to get something done every day and, and, you know, really build that thing, build this thing into what it's become. Um, yeah. Man. So, 
you know, I, I guess a little bit out to the side, but, you know, do you room with your fellow wrestlers and, and, you know, how does that go? You guys hold each other accountable outside? Yeah. So I actually room with uh, Joe Heilman, um, Russell on his brother's team when I first got here and it was a great family. And then uh, Brandon Whitman, our 97 pounder and Jason Blair also like 84, 97 kind of roomed with him since almost my freshman year. Um, I don't know. I live, I like our house. Uh, it's nice rest, living with wrestlers because we're all almost on like the same uh, schedule, going to classes or lift in the morning or practice. So kind of always together. And just, I think most of our teams like that. We all live with at least one other wrestler. So it's just nice to have just being with each other all the time. Yeah. They're all pretty good roommates. No uh, ukulele like, like Zach. No, not like Zach. Uh, we're, yeah, we're pretty good roommates. Um, I'll keep the house pretty clean and do do a good job of staying on top of everything. Kind of got to be consistent in everything. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Very cool, man. Um, so, you know, right before I, I'm about to jump into your actual college career. Um, but last thing is, you know, if I'm a big recruit, right, and I got UNC on my list, why would I pick to go to UNC? Um, I mean, kind of the same reason I, I'd say I picked here, like we have a great coaching staff, all those different backgrounds. So like anyone who picks to come here, they get a different uh, chance to be able to grow their style from Coleman, who's an Oklahoma guy, Tony, who's a um, Iowa guy, Gary, he's also an Oklahoma guy, Jamil, ASU and uh, everywhere. So like everyone's just got like different backgrounds and then um, just like the competitive aspect of our team and how we all get along. Uh, then just all the other extra perks, such as the campus, the, the degree that you get from coming here. Um, just kind of everything ties in. And, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you got like a, a favorite food spot around Chapel Hill? There's actually a lot of good food spots. Um, that's another big decision that played into me coming here. Uh, on our, we have uh, this Franklin Street, so we have like a lot of like places close that are like right on campus. So we have like Insomnia Cookies that I really liked, uh, Cold Stone, a few other ice cream places. But uh, food-wise, uh, I don't know. I used to like this restaurant called Hops. It was a burger place. Yeah. But that one just got taken away last year. So I'd probably say I'm a big fan of Al's. Yeah. Al's yeah. is awesome. I, uh, I'm a big uh, Monterey guy. Mexican restaurant. Oh, yeah. man. I swear I live there. Uh, at least yeah, I love week. Mexican food. So probably off campus. That's probably my favorite. Yeah. For sure, man. Um, but let's jump into your career, right? So um, how was that transition? Uh, going to UNC so like jumping from high school being the man winning four state titles to college right you're back at the bottom so how is that transition and what's really the difference that makes a successful college wrestler yeah I think that's probably the biggest uh, change in a wrestler's career going from high school to college um, just one top and bottom is extremely different um, kind of Illinois guys we're all on our feet so just coming to college and having that riding time point, wrestlers became like a lot more stingy and like 
if you get up to your feet, a lot of the times you're just getting cut because everyone wants to wrestle on their feet in Illinois. I got to college and I'm wrestling with these guys in the room and they just want to keep my face in the mat and keep all the pressure on me and kind of, kind of gets overwhelming. And you, you don't realize how like tired you can get from top and bottom wrestling. You think all of it's on your feet, like hand fighting with the guy again, I'm tired. Um, but coming in, I had guys like Troy Heilman who ended up taking fourth his senior year. And I kind of knew coming in, I wanted a red shirt. And then I got here and I thought I was going to be the guy on campus still. I was like, all right, the transition can't be like too big or whatever. Like I'm going to, I'm going to come here and I'm going to get takedowns on uh, the best guys on the team. And then I got here and I was wrestling with Troy every day. And I don't think I got a takedown for the first two months. I don't think I got a takedown until I wrestle off. And then I ended up finding a way to win. Um, but yeah, he just, he beat up on me good for the first two months and then kind of, kind of fixed some things, grew and was able to get him back and wrestle off. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Um, that's, it's kind of crazy to hear you say like basically, you know, getting beat on for like two months and then you get to the wrestle off and you win it. Like yeah. what a time to actually win it. Yeah. Um, um, man, but yeah, like you said, you, you redshirted your freshman year. Um, you kind of already answered it a little bit, but I was going to ask, you know, was that your idea or was that kind of like a joint, you know, everybody kind of came together on that? Yeah, it was definitely my idea. Um, I kind of knew, well, the coaches kind of came together with it too. Um, we were getting all these new uh, good freshmen and we had one of like the highest classes they had in a while for recruiting. So I think they kind of wanted to hold all of us back a little bit and kind of take that extra year to grow as athletes and, kind of figure out our way in college. Like I said, there is a pretty big change coming from high school to college. So, I mean, just being able to understand that, uh, be, be more stingy wrestlers and uh, getting ready to compete at the college level. Uh, that extra year just kind of helped us get to where we needed to be. Yeah, and I mean, you, you had an awesome year that extra year, right? You went 20 and three. Um, you know, I had some big wins, you know, you beat, you know, really quality guys. Like one of the names was Josh Heil, um, mm-hmm. kind of a all American caliber guy. I don't know if he, he got a first, second, third, whatever team this year. Um, but you know, a good thing too, again, I hate to talk about losses, but you know, one of your, your losses that year was to, you know, the returning national champ, Jason Sertis and tiebreakers. Right. So yeah. that's, I mean, you don't want to say any loss is good, but you know, that's kind of a measuring stick for where you're at. So, you know, how, like, what all went into that red shirt year and how did, what did you take from it to propel your career when you actually got to start? Yeah, it was, uh, first off, I was really excited to go to the Midlands. It was like the biggest turn in my career at the time, back in my home state and uh, just growing up, always watching how good that tournament was, getting to go there and like watch all these college athletes compete. And now to finally be there was kind of, it's a little overwhelming, but like when I started wrestling, like just all changed and I was excited to go. Uh, ended up losing the searches, like you said. Uh, it was a great test to see where I was at, though. Uh, knowing he was a returning champ uh, and just being able to go after him and uh, see what I could do was really good for my confidence, I think, even though I didn't win. Um, kind of got to learn from my loss figure out I ended up losing the ride outs and everything kind of learned some things from top and bottom wrestling that I got better on and 
I don't think I made those same mistakes. So uh, even though I lost out there, I, I felt like I took a lot away from it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously you did because, you know, you end up uh, you know, coming out of red shirt that next year and just <clears throat> blowing through everything. Right. So freshman year, you actually, when you first got in the starting lineup, you ended up going 34 and six and getting third place at NCAAs. Um, talk us through, you know, a little bit about when you finally got in the lineup and got, I say finally got in the lineup, like you were trying, like you redshirted, right? But when you actually got into the lineup and, and you're starting for the first time, um, you know, how was that, you know, up to the national tournament? And, you know, did you know the whole year, like I'm an All-American guy, like I'm going to get third, you know, first, second, third, whatever. Or was there like a point where you're like, all right, I'm beating these top guys now. I got this. Um, kind of throughout the year, like I always expected, like I want to be a four-time national champ and uh, kind of figuring out how to get there. It was a little tougher than high school, I guess, but I knew I, I was still able to do it. Um, I was competing against all these like top guys, like Sertzos the year before who who won it. And then if I could bring him in a double overtime, I competed, I could compete against any of these guys in the country. Um, but I still kind of wanted to wrestle some of these top guys before I actually got to the NCAA tournament. So although I knew I had a chance to be a national champ, I still wanted to get a feel for the top guys at my weight class before I was actually there. So by the time I ended up getting to the NCAAs, I felt a little more prepared um, kind of got a little those losses out of the way, kind of felt some of the top guys. Um, I think all the guys I lost to were in the top five. I lost to Fine Silver three times. I lost to Micah Jordan twice, and then I lost to Kolodzik once. So all of those guys, I think Kolodzik and Micah might have been ranked one for a good portion of the year. And then Fine Silver was always a five top five guy. Uh, so yeah, it just felt felt like where I was where I needed to be um, by the time that I got to the NCAA tournament. Yeah, um, and you know throughout the year, the, like I said, those those battles with Fine Silver were wars, man. Um, they're a lot of fun to watch. I know I got to make it out to the the Duke duel at Duke. Um, I mean, how did it feel, you know, finally getting him? in the NCAA tournament? Because like you said, you lost him three times, including, you know, twice during the season, ACCs, and then at the NCAA tournament on the biggest stage, you get him back. You know, how did that feel? Um, it felt great. Like, I feel like um, I do well under pressure. Uh, I wrestle really well when I feel like almost no one expects me to win. I just feel like I know I could win, and I'm going to go out there and wrestle my hardest and prove people wrong. And I lost to him three times, but I feel like I kind of got him the times that, like, I needed to. Uh, not saying I wanted to lose other three times, but he's a great wrestler and uh, kind of picked a few parts that ended up uh, being able to get the win. But I beat him in the Las Vegas Cliff Keen tournament. And then uh, I beat him twice at Nationals and the duels – or the times he beat me was the first tournament of the year uh that duke duel which i don't know i kind of i was i was a little upset about that one because i thought i was gonna take it i thought i got him gassed out and then he snuck me at the end got that last takedown uh ice the match and then uh accs i was a little 
I was a little mad about, so I had to get him back at nationals for sure. And being on that big stage, I just felt a little more confidence being under pressure and uh, had to had to just make sure all my wrestling was solid. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, wins losses aside, I would I would think he would probably agree too. You got him at the most important one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, also that that NCAA tournament was was an awesome run for you. Um, you know, in your mind, I'm sure, like you said, you're, you're going for four national titles, but, you know, a freshman getting on that big stage and, and really, you know, stepping into the limelight and be one of those top three guys is something special for, you know, any freshman, any weight class, you know, anywhere. Um, you not only did you, you place third, but you made the, the semifinals, right? Uh, so you're one match away from the finals. It was a good match. I think it ended up seven to four with Micah Jordan. Um, can you walk us through that match and, and kind of how that went? Yeah. Um, so Michael Jordan kind of had a different, difficult style for me. Um, he's a guy that shoots a lot and he would get underneath me and, uh, he did a really good job of not letting me score in my front headlock and, uh, kind of frustrated me a little bit. And then when I got frustrated, kind of got a few scores. Um, I mean, some things I learned even at the NCAA championships, but, uh, I don't know. He was a tough match. And then uh, I kind of feel – I would have liked to see how it went against me in national. Like I said, I think I had a good style for him. Um, but, I mean, that's not how things worked out. So, yeah. Uh, other than that, I was happy that I got Mitch back twice and kind of yeah. got a, some of those other top guys like Brock Mahler, kind of snuck a few wins at the end of the matches. So. Yeah, I was going to mention that Mahler match because, uh, you know, that was a big win, too. He's he's really good as well. Um, and, yeah, it's got to be kind of cool, too. That was one of the schools you were kind of considering and then, you know, to end up meeting their guy in, in the placement match and getting the best of him, that's got to be cool as well. Um, but, you know, great year, obviously, third place. The top two dudes are gone after that year. They're both seniors. So heading into sophomore year, you were the preseason number one. Um, and – I mean, uh, just an incredible year, right? You went 25-1, and one, the only loss coming to Lugo, and I believe that was at the Midlands, right? Um, yeah. I think that was after – I think you wrestled, like, every single guy on the Iowa roster. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I remember that correctly. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that was, that was a great match as well. And, and he ends up being the one seed in the NCAA tournament, and you're the two seed. Um, so, in all likelihood, possibly seeing that one again in the finals. Um, <clears throat> But, you know, before that, you did win your first ACC title. So, how did that ACC title, um, how did that compare? Oop, lost my video. I'm still here. No worries. <laughs> um, but how did that first ACC title compare to getting third NCAAs the year before? Um, I don't know. I think taking third at the NCAAs was a lot bigger of an accomplishment for me. Um, I don't think anyone really expected me to get third at the NCAAs. Like I said, I wrestled good under pressure and uh, kind of got to knock off all those top guys. The ACC was pretty good too, but I mean, I already beat all those guys. I was prepared for the tournament and I mean, I didn't really expect anything else besides winning it. Uh, it's just it's a lot more competition at the NCAA tournament. I mean, it's a 32 man bracket compared to a six man bracket. Uh, I had some tough wrestlers such as Bryson Doney in the finals who gave me a little bit of some problems with his bottom wrestling. Got to 
few reversals, but uh, I feel comfortable the whole tournament and knew I was controlling everything. So I was going to come out on top. Yeah, no, and doing good. I mean, that's going to be a fun one to watch moving forward. Um, you definitely got the better of him and, and kind of, you know, prove that you were a little bit above him for sure. Um, but, and I mean, one of the things that stands out to me about you in that, that year, um, like I said, you know, I live in Chapel Hill, so I'm fortunate enough to be able to come and watch all the matches. And I mentioned it actually on several other podcasts, but uh, I remember, I think it was the Princeton duel where you wrestled, um, was it D'Angelo? Yeah. Name? Right. Yeah. And so he was one of the top guys in the country at the time. I mean, like number eight or nine or something like that. And you pinned him in the first period. And then I remember watching you, you know, big win over top ranked guy and just running off the mat and wrestling in the back on the hardwood floor with somebody for like an hour, like yeah. just insane. Like just didn't stop. I, I thought that was super cool to see. And um, I think that was the moment where I decided, all right, this dude's going to win it this year. So you get to the NCAA tournament, you're the two seed. Um, and, you know, obviously we know it didn't get to happen, but I like to at least kind of run through and, and see, you know, what you think will, how you thought the tournament would have went. Obviously you think you would have won it, but um, if you would have, the NCAA tournament's wild, right? We all know it's not going to happen the way it's seated, but yeah. if it were to have happened the way it was seated, you would have hit a uh, Michigan state guy in the first round. I'm not going to try to say his name because I am not going to say it right. Uh, yeah. But then after that, you would have hit Clark from American, Brayton Lee of Minnesota, Sammy Sasso of Iowa, oh, Ohio State, and then uh, all likelihood Lugo in the finals. Um, you know, other guys in there, Kolodzik, uh, all kinds of dudes. But, you know, what did you think when you first saw that bracket and, and your kind of run to the title? Um, I thought it was a pretty tough spot in the bracket. I think I could have controlled all the matches still. Uh, I had that Kazan Clark uh, earlier in the year, and that was a few days after the Midlands, and I only ended up beating them in, I think, overtime. But uh kid was tough, so yeah. I, mean, I would have had him. Then I would have had probably Sasso, like you said. Or, yeah. And Brayton then, uh, Lee. Or Brayton, yeah. And he's another, another tough freshman that came in, so I think my style would have matched up good against him. Now. I think we kind of wrestled similar, but – I don't think there's anyone better at my style than me. And then Sasso, uh, he's another really good wrestler and would have just had to watch out for scrambling, stayed solid. I think I could have took that one too. Have you wrestled him before? Uh, I have not. So that'll, that'll be a good one when we finally get a chance to wrestle. But, I mean, I think we both kind of know each other does. I'm going to come after him and he's going to try to get in the scramble positions on shots and everything. So as long as I stay solid. Well, that's going to be a fun one this year because, you know, you guys are the, the one and two right now preseason. So that could yeah. end up being an NCAA final. Definitely looking mm -hmm. forward to that one. Yeah. Uh, but then, you know, possibly Lugo in the finals. And, and you had to have been looking forward to, to getting, getting him back, right, because he was yeah. your only loss of the year. Um, yeah. You know, how did you – like, what did you take away from that first match? And, you know, how do you think it would have went differently? Um, so I felt like I was pushing him really hard in the first match. And – Every time he'd walk back to the center, he'd, like, take some deep ruts and everything. And, I mean, that kind of boosted my confidence a little bit because it was only my third week back after being out for the first half of the season. So I kind of already knew that I could get on him and uh, get him tired. But I think I got a little overexcited in the first match and was just kind of trying to chase him down rather than focusing on my technique. And um, 
should have stayed with my hand fight a little bit more than kind of I was in a little out of position and uh, kind of left myself open and I think he took me down with two underhooks to throw by and then one off of a bad shot. Uh, but I think if we would have wrestled again, I don't think he would have done anything different. And that's where I feel like what I do well of is adapting and kind of figuring out what I need to do. Um, I kind of like scouted him a few times after he beat me. I noticed all he's going to do is that underhook throw by. That's his go-to. And as long as I don't give up an underhook, it's going to be hard for him to score on me. Um, I could score from a bunch of different positions. So I knew as long as I'm not giving up underhooks and I'm keeping that pressure on him, I don't think he was going to be able to score on me again. Yeah. I mean, that was for sure his, you know, his go-to move that whole year, that underhook was, uh, you know, kind of what made his money the whole year with everybody. Yeah. Um, man, that, that would have been a fun one to see. Uh, you know, I wish we could get him out for the, for an event coming up soon, but, uh, yeah. you know, you know, those Iowa guys are probably hard to get a hold of. Um, yeah, we just try to get uh, that Jay Nyerman from Iowa, but I don't think their school is letting them wrestle right now. So, yeah, I mean, so we're able a, to get these events are fun, man, but, you know, some schools are definitely a little bit more guarded than others. Um, yeah. But, you know, obviously it didn't get to happen. Sucked. You know, COVID hit. At the end of the day, looking back on it, it, it was such a worldwide pandemic. It's a worldwide problem still, right? And we're, what, eight, nine months after so. In the grand scheme of things, you know, stuff like wrestling tournaments are, are small, but in the moment, it, it was a huge deal, right? Especially for you guys, and you know, probably even is now still. So, what what happened when you guys found out? You know, what was that whole kind of situation like for you? Um, it was definitely tough for me. Uh, I mean, I thought I was going to be an NCAA champ last year, so just knowing that I worked my butt off the entire season for them to tell me they're cutting it the week before was really tough. But, uh, I mean, once it happened, there's nothing I could do about it and just kind of started looking forward to next year, uh, figuring out how to adapt to the new situation and being able to stay on my training. So I'd be prepared for the next year because I want to go after the NCAA title and finally get a, finally bring a champion ship uh, back to UNC. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it sucked, man. I mean, I know it sucked for you guys. Uh, as fans, I know it sucked. You know, even the week before, they, they said no fans, and I've been going every year for the past 10 years. So I, I already taken the days off, and I told my wife, I was like, I'm not I'm not going back to work. I'm, I'm going to set up like seven TVs in the basement and just watch it. Um, but, you know, it, it didn't get to happen. And it sucks, but I think, you know, we all kind of taking positive things away from it and grown from it. Um, question for you, though, too, is is obviously you were already an All-American, right? You, you got third the year before. Um, what did that NWCA All-American honor uh, feel like to you? Uh, I mean, and just kind of what's your thought about that? About uh, being an All-American? Yeah, the – the the kind of COVID all American they they call it right uh, how it, it ended yeah. in and they gave out the first team to the first the top eight and all that kind of stuff. I mean, I thought it was good for for them to give us something, but yeah. I mean that's obviously not what I wanted. I wanted to compete and show everyone the level I'm at and uh, show them that I could win an NCAA title. But uh, 
I mean, besides that, I think the only other thing I would have asked for is an extra year instead of that because, I mean, it just kind of takes away a year for college for me and uh, being able to actually get on that podium and everything's just a lot different of an accomplishment than uh, someone just kind of not really handing me a trophy saying that I did something, but I mean, it's not the same because like you said, when you have that bracket and all those seeds, it's not always how it turns out to be. So, I mean, can't expect anything and can't be expected to be given a trophy. So yeah. I would have liked another year instead of them giving me the uh, COVID All-American. Yeah, I mean, it sucks. But, you know, like you said, I think that I think it's a good thing that they did it um, mm -hmm. because, you know, while we are one of the only sports that prides ourselves on actually standing on the podium and earning that, um, you know, where like football, they, they kind of give them away like like you guys <laughs> got this year. Um, you guys did earn what you got. Right. So, you know, you earned the seeds you got. Right. Mm -hmm. You had the season that you had. So I, I think that it's a great thing that they did it. And, you know, it, it sucks. It's a consolation prize. But, um, yeah. you know, I think that it's well deserved and, and people should wear it with pride. Um, yeah, I think the guys that got there earned it. But um, I mean, we did work for it, but yeah, it's just it's yeah. hard to give us anything else from that can't really give everyone in the NCAA another year of eligibility and with recruiting and everything is just tough call. So I think yeah. for what they were dealt with, I think that was the best decision for them to make. Yeah. I think it's just interesting to hear people's thoughts, you know, especially someone like you that had already been an all American before. Um, but, you know, like you said, that, that extra year of eligibility, that kind of happened, right? It, it didn't happen the yeah. way that everybody, sh it should have happened. Right. Like, the seniors last year got screwed, right? Yeah. But the guys that were seniors, you guys all do have an extra year available to you um, because they're basically saying eligibility doesn't count this year. Um, so, you know, while you're a, a junior this year, you'll technically be a junior next year. Um, mm -hmm. What what were your thoughts when you heard that? It, was it like an immediate, I got three more years or was it, you know, we'll just take it step by step and see what happens? I'm not sure yet. I'm probably going to take it step by step. Uh, I already talked to the coaches and um, I'm pretty sure I'm going to stay another year and try to compete for another NCAA title. But at the same time, I kind of want to get to that senior level and I feel like I'm already like close to those guys and can do some damage at the senior level. So kind of figure why not start uh, kind of end my amateur career and go up to like the professional level and take out some of those guys. Uh, but I mean, I feel like that year is going to be like really interesting because I mean, with recruiting and everything, and I'm sure like not everyone's going to be able to get their scholarships back and everything. I think uh, a lot of teams are going to change and uh, there's going to be like a lot of different lineups and everything. This year is really cool too, because all those true freshmen that usually would be taking red shirts. Now they get a chance to start and compete because they're getting that extra year anyway. So um, they don't really need to take a take a redshirt year, so uh, most teams are going to be putting in their best lineups this year. So it'll be you nice. You guys to got see. a lot. Sorry, you guys got a lot of, of really good freshmen on the team. Like yeah. you're saying, um, I mean, who are some of those guys that that Tariel fans can watch out for this year? Um, I think one kid that has uh, been wrestling me really tough in the practice room that uh, is a Georgia guy is uh, that Gavin Kane. He's uh, 
I think he's going to be one to watch out for this year. I think he has a chance of cracking the starting lineup. And then we got uh, a few other freshmen that are tough as well. We got Sonny Santiago, who's probably going to be around 57. Um, we have lighter weight guys such as Julian Tag, Will Guida. Um, and we've kind of been struggling a little bit at 25 the last few years. We had Melendez, but he struggled with the weight and everything. So this year, actually having multiple guys being able to compete for the spot, yeah. I think they're going to have to be consistent, and uh, we're going to put our best guy out there. So uh, I think I think our team is going to be a lot deeper this year, and especially with even if the freshmen don't crack the starting lineup, they're going to be pushing our team even more to uh, excel. Yeah, um, and you know, kind of hearing you talk about it, that's like it sounds a lot like a coach would talk about the team. So. Um, how has it been kind of transitioning from that young guy that's coming in, you know, freshman, sophomore to upperclassman, more of a leadership role on the team? I mean, obviously, you know, you're the highest accoladed guy on the team right now. And I mean, that doesn't automatically put you in a leadership role, um, but it definitely sounds like you've taken on more of that leadership role this year. So, you know, how is that whole situation as more of a leader now? Um, it kind of helps me compete as well, just knowing all these guys are looking up to me. So I want to set a good, good example. Uh, I try not to uh, be all over the guys and everything. I try to just kind of stay a little bit more quiet and uh, just kind of get stuff done and hopefully set an example and uh, set like a hard pace so everyone else knows that they need to be wrestling at a hard pace as well. Um, but kind of like to start getting on these guys a little bit to – make sure everyone's doing the right thing. So we're all on the same page as a team. So it's kind of nice being able to be able to talk to these guys and kind of get some feedback about how they feel and continue forward as a team. That's cool. So like maybe taking on more of like a, a vocal kind of leadership role. Yeah. I'd say it took on a little bit more of a vocal role, but uh, I don't know. I, I try to do a lot of my, um, try to set an example by uh, wrestling more than taking the vocal role. Yeah. Well, that's awesome, man. Um, and, you know, what, what do you, how is that, you know, obviously you're talking about kind of like leading and setting those guys up for success, but how has that changed your view? Like, you know, obviously when you come in, you know, you're, you're a guy that's kind of looking up to guys and, and maybe, you know, tunnel vision on your own success. And then now, people kind of coming to you as the guy, like how is that personal feeling uh, of kind of switching that role? Yeah. Um, I mean, so when I first came in, it was kind of being able to take some of these guys out. Like I said, like Troy, he was kind of the leader on our team. So every practice I would come in, I'd be like, all right, I want to shout out like the best guys on the team, uh, try to prove um, where I'm at and everything. And now kind of being the guy, I kind of want to be stingy. I don't want to let these new guys get some takedowns on me and hold it over me or anything. So I'm always kind of uh, kind of ready and not willing to give anything up. Kind of just makes me more of a stingy wrestler. And uh, uh, yeah. Oh, that's good, man. Um, definitely looking forward to, to watching it this year. Um, and you know, one of the big highlights of last year, as well as, you know, all the success that you had, uh, was that NC State duel, right? Obviously, 
Um, didn't end up going you guys' way, but it, it was a fantastic duel. Came down to the last match. Super exciting. I mean, environment, you know, like, I mean, as good as anywhere around the country in North Carolina mm -hmm. right now. So uh, how was it wrestling in that duel? Um, it's really fun. Um, NC State usually gets a big crowd. And, I mean, I think that's, like, the most fun team to compete against in the ACT. They're right down the road. Uh, we're kind of the two teams, I feel like, that's leading the ACC right now. Um, so every time we get together and get to compete against each other, it's always a good du duel. I feel like this past year a lot of things didn't go our way, but um, I think I think next year we have a shot of beating them. But, I mean, we had uh, Zach and Clay took losses to some NC State guys, but ended up getting them back in the ACC title. So we do everything right and uh, all wrestle our best against them next year. I think I think we're going to be the new team that's leading the ACC. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, and and question just popped up in my head too. Like you said, you know, Zach and Clay both lost in the duel, um, and it still came down to one point, right? And mm -hmm. they ended up flipping those results in the ACC tournament. Um, same with you. And it, like I said, it just popped in my head because I'm remembering that match. Um, definitely a match that you were very heavily favored, maybe favored to get bonus points in. Um, it look, I remember something happening where you kind of like fell down and, and did you end up kind of like tweaking something in that match or like what happened? Cause I remember thinking like, all right, dude's going to get bonus points right here. And then just like something weird happened. I can't remember exactly. Yeah. So I took a shot in and I kind of tried to come up and drive up to my feet. And as soon as I pushed off my toes to come up, both my calves locked up and I got a double calf cramp. Yeah. And uh, couldn't get it to go away for a while. It's kind of, my trainers ran out onto the mat and they started stretching me. But since it wasn't blood time or anything, he got a point and uh, got the choice or he got a choice of what he wanted. So he chose down and escaped and I was still trying to stretch my legs and he ended up getting another takedown. So I was kind of chilling on bottom, stretching my legs. And then luckily I was able to finally get over it and come back. But I mean, I was definitely hurting at the beginning of the match, trying to get these calf cramps to go away. Yeah. And I remember that that was, that was such an odd situation. Um, but I mean, you wrestled the whole match with it and, you know, still pulled out the W. So that's, a that's, you know, awesome to do anyway. And I think it's cool talking to you guys because, you know, I've talked to both sides of this rivalry. I, I talked to Hayden Hydley last week and I think it's, there's a couple of cool perspectives because, you know, from their perspective, they got all 10 guys back. They won the duel last year. You guys mm -hmm. perspective. Um, you, I mean, you're, you're only getting better. And there was, several of those matches that you know either flipped or could have been bonus points that weren't right yeah. so i think both of you guys are going to be heading into this duel this year going you know we got this we're going to win this duel mm -hmm. um so it's a really fun rivalry and you know is is that you guys' biggest rival right now yeah i think so i mean kind of bad blood between us with them being right down the road and us being the two top teams in the ACC. i mean we definitely want to take each other out and show we have a better team um, they've gotten the best of us last year, and uh, I think we're ready to start taking over and finally get that. Yeah. So you think we can uh, can we pack the the dome over here at Chapel Hill somewhat similar to that? I mean, all the most of those people live in North Carolina, right? So yeah. thirty minutes down the road, I don't see any reason why we can't do the same thing over here in Chapel Hill. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think uh, we're going to start getting a lot more fans and everything, uh, make it a little bit more exciting down at Carmichael. Um, 
I think people are in North Carolina are starting to realize how good our team is actually getting. So uh, they'll know it's going to be a fun duel to come and watch. Yeah, for sure. And, and I mean, you know, you guys are kind of the, the top of the ACC and, you know, I mean, all six of the teams are great though. And, and I mean, Duke even kind of took a punt year last year, but they have a lot of guys coming back in the lineup that are really good. And I mean, all six teams have got very, very good guys. Um, mm -hmm. What's your view, you know, wrestling in the ACC, uh, what's your view of the ACC as a whole right now and kind of how it stacks up nationally? Yeah, uh, I think since I've gotten to college, the ACC has changed a lot. I don't think we were probably top five con conferences in the country, top four. And now I think we're competing for the top three, top two spot. Um, I mean, we probably, we only have like six teams in our conference, but I mean, we have multiple guys getting on the podium. Uh, we have guys winning it now. We have Mikai Lewis, who just uh, won an NCAA title as a true freshman. So, I mean, we're just getting a whole new level of um, people in the ACCs that are ready to compete and uh, show that our conference is good as well. Yeah, well, for sure. I mean, I, I think it, it's, you know, the Big Ten's at the top. They're going to be there. Uh, but I think, in my opinion, I think ACC is, is right at number two. I think, like you said, only six teams, but, man, are they stacked. And, and I mean, you guys, there's so many All-Americans and so many, you know, just great wrestlers coming out of the conference and, and competing out on the national level and, you know, even the international level now. Um, but, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. It's, it's a, lot of, a lot of fun as an ACC fan to see all this going on and, and see some national titles coming back this year for sure. Um, but, you know, looking back at your college career so far, right, you still have two to three more years. Uh, what's your biggest win so far in college, do you think? Um, I don't know. That's a tough one. I'd definitely say probably the Mitch Fine Silver matches at the NCAA were probably close to being the top wins just because I, I lost to them three times and was able to get them back twice where it mattered at the NCAA tournament. Uh, yeah, I guess right now I'd probably pick that, those, those matches. Yeah. And then, you know, on the, the flip side of that, um, or kind of looking forward to this year, right? You know, I, I think on Flo's rankings, they have Sasso 1, U2, I can't remember who else. Who knows? Rankings are rankings. They're just some dude thinking stuff. I mean, I do them mm -hmm. too, so it's the same thing. Um, but who are you looking forward to wrestling? Is there anybody in that like kind of top tier? I mean, 149 from a fan perspective is kind of wide open. Like you got some dudes that are really good at the top, but it's like, you know, who's going to take it. So who are you looking forward to wrestling? If anybody. Um, I mean, I really haven't wrestled, uh, like Sasso Lee, uh, I wrestled Lee before, but not since he's got to college. So I kind of want to wrestle some of these new guys that I haven't got the opportunity to wrestle that are supposed to be the top guys. Uh, I want to prove that I'm the best. So I got to wrestle these other best guys. Um, yeah. I guess th those two. O'Leary has just won senior nationals. So even though it's not folk style, he's another one of those uh, guys competing for uh, one of these uh, for the top spots. So I just kind of like to take out all these new guys that are coming in on that I was ranked number one for a reason yeah for sure um 
I mean, it's going to be such a fun year. And like I said, like I was, I picked you to win it last year. I thought that you were going to win it. And, you know, this year, like you said, you got Lee Sasso. I'm looking at him now. You guys like Brock Mahler, uh, Bulawan, Dagan, Murin, all these guys. Um, I mean, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun to see, you know, your, your path through the ACCs and, and the seeding and how that goes with the national tournament and kind of who hits who, but, uh, you know, I guess kind of what's your, your opinion on that, right? So you're going to have just an ACC slate, most likely maybe a couple other ones in there if they can do it. Um, but heading into the national tournament, um, you know, seeing a lot of these guys for the first time. Yeah, that'll be a little tough. Like I said, I like to kind of like get a little perspective on my match beforehand. Um, I've seen these guys wrestle before though. So, um, I feel pretty comfortable wrestling any of them, but, uh, I like to kind of get on the mat and I like a big tournament like the Midlands or the CKLV beforehand, uh, just a little warm up before I go. But I mean, I think I'll be just as prepared at the NCAA tournament. Um, like I said, like when the time comes, I'm always ready and kind of do well under pressure. So, uh, yeah. Oh, for sure. I'm looking forward to it. And uh, I got a couple more questions I'll ask you, then I promise I'll let you go. Um, but uh, yeah, so I mean, you, you're returning for your junior season, um, fresh off your first ACC title, you're a two time All American. Um, you know, what is your mindset heading in as kind of one of the veterans at the sport now and one of the guys that's been at the top? Um, what's your mindset heading into this, this junior year? Um kind of have a similar mindset as last year. I just want to be as dominant as possible. Uh, last year, I tried to get as many pins as I could, uh, help the team out, and we have a pin award at the end of the year, so I kind of want to keep that spot now that I have it. Uh, kind of want to go undefeated. Don't want any more losses on my college record. I think I've had enough so far, so I'm ready to start winning all the time. Um, I think a big thing for me, though, is just, like, being consistent uh consistent in my training consistent in my daily life and uh, then transitioning that over onto the mat and be, being consistent with all the guys I wrestle yeah um and then the last thing and, I, and I'll leave you with this um what can you and UNC fans look forward to this year from the team um they look forward to uh, us competing hard uh trying to go after that ACC title and even an NCAA title this year, I think we'll be definitely a top five team for sure. We went from a top 20 team to a top 10 team. Uh, only bigger things to come. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, I know I'm, I'm stoked. I'm looking forward to it. I'm a walking distance to the stadium. So it's a, uh, it's a lot of fun to, to be a fan of, you know, UNC wrestling and uh, looking forward to watching you guys and some of the young guys and, and bringing up some national titles this year, man. Um, yeah, thank you. But thanks for talking to me. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to, to hang out and chat. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing those cornrows on the mat, man. <laughs> yeah, me too. Thanks. All right, man. I'll see you later. All right, see ya.